0: You've got got this offensive thing where you cannot look at screens because they'd, like, hurt your brain space if it has any level of brightness attached to it. And apparently all charges do the same thing to you.
1: So the truth is, guys, if you're (laughs) listening, if you want the truth, if that actually matters, (laughs) is that I have the brightness turned up to 100 on everything. Yes. To the point where one night I lit my own face up onto the roof of Beer Deluxe and (laughs) Mel and the rest of the table looked at me like, oh, your phone's pretty bright. Yeah. But I don't believe that everything needs to have a light in it. When, if it's in your bedroom and you put the thing on the charger, I don't think it needs to illuminate the whole room. That seems pointless.
0: So you are like dark sleeper.
1: Dark, dark.
0: Dark, dark. Yeah. See, I'm just meh. Like if I lie down and my body starts going, oh, yeah, like we might just wind down for a change. There's no way I'm getting up to turn the lights off. <laughs> That's just so quite often just lamps, lights, TV, whatever's like just kicking along. <laughs> I do not need dark for sleep. In fact, I've got like remember Jag and Harm had night blindness and he wasn't allowed to fly at night. Yes. <laughs> I've got night blindness. Like I feel like my house and anyone else's place that I stay in just turns into a myriad of death traps. (laughs) If I was to go to the toilet or something and there's no lights on, like even if I've got homing instinct in my own house and it's like a direct path straight from there to there, turn left after 20 steps, like I'd be terribly, I'd be a terrible actual blind person.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Clearly.
0: Because I, I just have no spatial awareness. Okay. That's what it is. It's no spatial awareness.
1: So, if you woke up and felt like you had to go to the bathroom, for example, like how, how many times out of 100 would you crash into something?
0: I'll show you so that you can like gauge basically what I'll do. If I'm staying somewhere else and it's black, black, because whoever else's house just likes to be in the dark when they're sleeping – I like stand at the end of the bed and I like really just sway from side to side and try and like gauge where I'm at. Like I'm prepping for a running race and just, I don't just go at it. And then I try and like see my target or imagine where the target is and then go towards it But I still somehow end up hitting things. Okay. It's an actual prep <laughs> thing that happens. And then of course- it's always when you try and be really quiet too. You're absolutely not quiet.
1: <laughs> like, so, do you convince yourself that once you've taken the prep time that you know, and then you take off too fast? No, Is that it's, the it's issue? It's not
0: a fast thing. It's literally like, and then I do the whole—you sway your arm around <laughs> to try and make sure that you. If I can sort of like see squinty, that I'm going. I just I do try and go quick if. Because as you know, I'm a walker into people person. I don't walk straight lines well. No. So that's probably part of it. If there's straight lines involved, I'm just stuffed.
1: <laughs> You're the title belt holder <laughs> other than my little brother who's worse.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Cannot walk straight lines at all. So, yeah, I'll just the prep is like you sway your hands around, you sway your body, you try and assume where the target is. And then you just go for it. And then you end up just either overshooting the mark or undershooting the mark or just realize that although I have a tiny body, I have no idea where my body sits in the realm (laughs) of space.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I remember you gave me a lot of shit one day because you thought I was talking myself up, but I wasn't. When I said that I know when I'm super tired because I can't judge my own width,
0: Oh, yeah, we haven't measured your shoulders yet.
1: they I always bash into things. But the other <laughs> night, I can tell I'm getting old because I walked to go around. At the moment, for people at home, I've got like a, a door of a cupboard open and a curtain hanging over it to try and help the sound. And I went to go around that curtain and just smash straight into the side of the thing oh. and then had to nurse my shoulder when I was laying in bed. Bad shoulder? The bad shoulder. Oh, the bad yeah. shoulder. Yeah.
0: I've told you how, like, I, if I get really tired, like, obviously I get the dropsies and all that stuff, and I am pretty tired at the moment, but the, the shoulder hit is an actual thing. And I do, like, one day I just missed the whole door completely. Like, <laughs> 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 I my, <laughs> just, just hit a, I remember clearly I had, <laughs> I was trying to go down the hallway and, On one side, there was the hallway, and then there was like a a bit of wall, and then there was the walk-in robe door, and for some reason, I just went straight into the middle, (laughs) missed both doors.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's good. You said the word dropsy there. Yeah. And before I forget, I have to tell you about what almost stopped me going to Coriog yesterday. Oh, no. I was at the end of the driveway where I live. It backs onto a bunch of restaurants, guys, and sometimes- because it's right opposite the door of the busiest restaurant. People park there when they're going to drop stuff off. Yeah. And this happens a few times a week that I can't get out. So I pulled up there and I couldn't see anybody. And all I could hear was noise because I had the window down because for once it wasn't raining. And I was like, what is that noise? And I went to toot the horn. And then I realized that I could see not, not the normal bins, but the ones a bit further away to the left someone's feet hanging out of the bin.
0: Oh, this is the most amazing story.
1: (laughs) And uh, Like if I had have tooted it, it it probably would have scared them to the point where they fell in the bin, but they were like rocking. Like they obviously dropped something or put something in the bin they shouldn't have. (laughs) And he was teetering right on the edge of tipping straight into the bin.
0: Trying to reach it. (laughs) Oh, now I'm really bothered. Like what's worse than bin juice? Nothing. (laughs) You don't think?
1: (laughs) I can't think of anything off the top of my head.
0: If you like us, like I like us, get onto PunchingSideways.com, give us a bit of a likesy, have a bit of an exploration around and maybe buy us a coffee. You know like how I run on this thing like hashtag don't be a dick, right? That's my go-to thing. Yes. Well, firstly I want to say I'm very proud of the music scene around Aubrey at the moment. It's quite a beautiful little collective bunch that are all very supportive and they show up to each other's gigs and they help with like set up and pack down and all these things. But lately I'm hearing and seeing some out-of-towners that think that they're better than said collective and just running with an attitude that they do not need to have or are entitled to have. <laughs> and I'm not about it. So, for instance, I did a a music night last night and had a beautiful little bunch of collective that we're working on and we had one band that was from out of town that had been wanting an opportunity, da-da-da. We'd heard that they're very good and... They were probably some of the most difficult people to work with. Like all I went up was and asked, hey, my name's Mel, what's your name?" da-da-da. And it was just this attitude straight up. Mm. They had an attitude about how the setup was, the drum wasn't right, like all these things. We're giving them – not like, oh, we're giving you the opportunity, but they just weren't – nice and easy to work with yeah unfortunately I was sitting there and I was like ah they're actually good which annoyed me (laughs) I was like you better be like a Robbie Williams and bring it yeah they weren't that level of stuff they were very good but they're not going to get another gig because they just had too much attitude like a small gig in Aubrey was beneath them yeah and we're like well maybe this is why you're not getting gigs I don't know. <laughs> Have you heard this? Like the amount of backwards and forwards, and like, oh, is it on? Like, on? Like, yeah, it's on. Like, it's advertised. Oh, because we need to. Like, just all this backwards and forwards, like, yeah. just extra work that doesn't need. And then, yeah, not, not easy. Yeah. You, you want you want the people around you to be nice and easy to work with and appreciative and the rest of the collective there are all coming up and hugging each other and just great, great job. And if you're acting like entitlement and that you're better than the rest of the people, even if you are theoretically more talented Mm. or more rehearsed, you're not going to get many friends to keep coming.
1: (laughs) One story that Sticks out to me hearing that was that there was all these big bands back in the day. One of them was Butterfly Effect, Cog, Dead Letter Circus, Carnival. Yeah. All these bands, and so when yeah. they would come to Aubrey, you would probably say on a national level yeah. that Cog, Butterfly Effect, and Carnival were probably all about the same level of popularity. Mm-hmm. They were doing mid-level slots of big day out. Yeah, so they're all very popular. If anything, Butterfly Effect at the time were probably a tiny bit more popular. But when it came to speed of ticket sales they just demolished all those bands yeah around here like their shows would sell out in record time and the only thing other than maybe their music was a bit less obscure so they got a bit more commercial airplane maybe but yep. the only other thing I put it down to is that they were nice to everyone all the time yeah. not that those other bands weren't but they were famous for it
0: yeah okay
1: like In in today's day and age, it would be the equivalent of spending three hours taking selfies after every gig. Yeah. Like, they were just the most down-to-earth people, but they are in this incredibly popular band. Yeah. And word spreads. (laughs) Yeah. But amongst professionals, too, like, it doesn't matter how good a band is, if they're really difficult... Yeah. ...you'd be thinking, oh, can I find a band equally as good that's not?
0: (laughs) Wow, equally as good or even less good, but just... Way (laughs) easier." Well, when there's so much going on, you just... Again, about the collective, the easier it is for everyone, the much smoother a night or a gig yep. day goes. Like there's more involved than the people just playing. There's sound guys, there's the bar staff, there's the booking people, there's you know, the patrons, just less less hiccups and less resistance from the people that are performing yep. just makes it all nice <laughs> and happy for everyone.
1: It's part of why I think my old band's got a few opportunities that musically we probably weren't quite at the level maybe we should have gotten sometimes because what we tried to always do was, and I'm, I'm not giving advice here, I just know this worked for us specifically, is when you walk into a room, you need to take the temperature of the room. Yeah. Your own goals, ambitions and tastes and what's best for you doesn't always jive with what's happening in a room. Yeah, If a night's about exposing people for the first time to new acts, and it's meant to be maybe more so focused on the collective as a whole, as opposed to your set, then you've just got to kill your own ego for a night. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, again, like a theme, it's not about me. It's not about you. Yeah. It's about what we're all doing Two people
1: on a podcast (laughs) about themselves.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Well, yeah, this is definitely obviously about me, but like- I take the time, I've got nothing on my social media ever, obviously, but I take the time to video each act and then give that to them so that they can put it up on their socials and stuff. Did the same with these guys So I'm like, all right, they're good, like, they, you know, be nice, maybe maybe they're nervous, maybe like all this, like all these things. Yep. Did that, went onto their page and was trying to send it to them and went and found one of them and said, hey- Taken all these videos of you because I did like all these, like zooming in on the drummer, and they were really good. They had like four of them all could sing. So at some point, yeah, this is where it's frustrating that they were had such attitude because they actually were really good. And I was like, Oh, hey, I've taken some videos of you. I someone needs to like reply to the page so that I can get in, and literally. All they've done is going hello to me after I'd written this big message was, hey great job tonight da 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 I've taken some videos this is like Mel the MC just want to be able to put this up here so you can share I got a hello that's it that was that was the reply so that I could action stuff through sent through nine videos right and got a thumbs up wow that that's the that that was my response and I'm like. <laughs> okay, but, okay, well, you're not. You're still not winning any points at all. <laughs> Sorry.
1: I will say that for you to even, not that you're throwing anyone terribly under the bus, you're being very nice about it, but for you to even be bringing this up on a platform that will become public because you don't seem to get that rattled by stuff where you'll talk about it normally.
0: Don't know rattles the thing. I think maybe I'm just in a very privileged position at the moment, like I said, I'm so, our little, well, I'm saying it our, but the little music posse that like we've got say, oh, going, part of it. going on around here is just, makes my heart happy. Every time I go out, like, if someone's playing, one of the other bands is there, like, that, and they're just so into each other and not like an ancestral way or anything, like, but like such, they just support each Other so much, yeah, and are so like I said, so nice, and like they always come up and thank the sound guy, and like even if they're not playing, yeah, like literally, I witnessed it last night. The sound guy, Dan Lawrence, I'm going to say that because he's an amazing he, he sound can get guy, a shout out. He, he's, he's my like mentor <laughs> um, in how to operate well in gig capacity. I was standing there with him last night and I kid you not, like six of these guys from completely different bands that weren't playing but have played in our sort of things came up and they're like saying, oh, how you going, da-da-da, like thanks so much for the other night. Like just they could quite easily ignore us like Mm -hmm. we're doing but really embracing the fact that they've been given an opportunity and this like – wide breadth of music and connectivity that's happening is really cool and they're nice dudes
1: (laughs) I'm happy that you're getting to experience that because I know once in the past you didn't understand the nostalgia that a lot of us had for a certain period in time and what you're describing to me is exactly how I would have described how it felt to us yeah okay like when everyone's really rooting for each other and it's competitive only to the point that I hope we can be good like them, not yeah. they're good, stuff them, which yeah. the music scene, granted, has been a bit like that on and off for of the last decade.
0: Oh, and the thing is, they're all working their butts off. That's mm. quite annoying, actually, because I can see. And sometimes I'm like, oh, Jesus, it's just annoying. They're like, wouldn't it be great if my parents loved me and nurtured me growing up and I just had some talent and I could just. <laughs> Just grow it. <laughs> there's a little bit of that going on. But then it's it's not – there's that happening, but it's not by accident that they're all getting better either. Like they're, working. they're actually really working, Yeah, which is cool to watch as and well.
1: It's great that there are venues that are committing to multi-band nights because we unfortunately live in a city where there aren't a lot of opportunities to rehearse and to actually – do it regularly yeah. and sometimes you have to get better on stage around here Yeah. because you can't rehearse in your house because of noise complaints mm-hmm. a lot of the time there's no studio with rooms anymore so yeah. the more stages the better for all of these younger bands particularly because they're yeah. going to get better so much faster it's pretty sweet yeah
0: yeah it's yeah. really cool
1: and i really enjoyed the night that i came to i drove to and from koryong in shitty weather yesterday so i was just knackered but i was going to come down
0: no that's fine but um, i think the thing that, like last night, the most heavily cheering people were band members from other bands. Yeah. Which was just really cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That is awesome. Yeah. I'll yeah. finish off with this little story. I remember a time where the band Airborne came to town, and Airborne are, the, are a giant band now.
0: Oh, they played with Seal Panther last yeah. Night. yeah.
1: They were just about to start doing the European festival thing but they were playing to 20, 30 people in rooms in Australia with their giant stacks and playing at 120 decibels. Like they already had all that. Yeah. And it was me, Dan, like Dan Caulfield from Microcuts, some guys from a band called Heathen Ritual who have all moved away to Melbourne, but they were the big, really supportive metal band that would go watch all the other classic metal bands and any band like that, they'd be there. Yeah. We're all just standing in a line and just getting our faces melted off. And I just remember looking down the line and just seeing all these people that I knew came to all these gigs and we were in a room and there was like 20 of us. Yeah. Like we're seeing one of the best live bands in the world and it feels like it's just for us. Yeah. Yeah. That's it was, awesome. It was awesome.
0: <laughs> Why don't people appreciate – you just can't tell, can you? Like Electric Mary is great in Europe. They're great in Australia but no one appreciates – them as well. Can I can
1: I put it? This is my theory. Okay. Because I played with them back in the day, they're phenomenal. Yeah. There's a part of it that may, for Australia, be too polished. Yeah. Like with Airborne, for example. I mean, Airborne to the next level again, but they've always had an element of mo like that Motorhead, dirty kind yeah. of drinking, yeah, party and let's get on the VBS kind of vibe. Even yeah. Though, They've grown beyond that. Like they, they used to talk about on stage that, when even when they go to hotel rooms, they would throw a swag on the floor because it's better than a bed, <laughs> and they'd be wearing wife beaters on stage. Like yeah. I think Electric Mary are almost too good for their own good. <laughs> it's <laughs> the only thing I can put it down to because if in isolation, yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you have yeah. a theory? No, I did, not you um,
1: You just confused by? I'm
0: it. just confused, and I think yeah, you know, sometimes. I'm only very new to the the music industry and it maybe might be just there's a collective in that mm. group that are all very good individually from different areas that putting together is like the ultimate Captain Planet move. Yeah. But again, maybe I'm more endeared to them because I talked to and interviewed Rusty mm. and he's- He actually, like, said, it's not about me when I'm on stage. It's nothing about me. It's about the performance. It doesn't matter what day I'm having or whatever. Like, that just has to get shelved to the side. So, I think that's probably why I'm also more endeared to them. But They were effing awesome.
1: Yeah, I don't think you're alone. They, uh, They would be in the music industry in Australia. There's 10 or 20 bands that people say that about. And have always said that about. Yeah. And they're a band that comes up. Yeah. Like, why is this band not more popular?
0: I think it's the only time I've ever said they are put on a clinic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's the only time you should.
0: i <laughs> <laughs> never, ever say it again. But these guys put on a bloody clinic, they did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whenever <laughs> you say that, your face contorts into a f- Like this funny expression. (laughs) It's not
0: supposed to happen. It's it's absolutely yes, because it's just weird.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Talking about putting on a clinic, I'm not sure we did that today with the podcast, but I had a great time. No, I I love talking about. I just love how excited you are, and obviously the scene is about music around here. Yes, some good good dudes. Like I'm feeding a little bit off it myself because as my band against my my better judgment, but I'm on board now or wants to play live, Yeah, it's exciting that stuff's happening Yeah, and that there's so many great young bands around.
0: It is exciting. Yeah. It it's is very just exciting.
1: time for some old fogies to come back and-
0: Hey, they'll be all around it. Yeah. They're supporting the older <laughs> ones just as much as the younger ones. Like it, They're not ageist at all. <laughs> there's no ageism in music. That's a big point to point out.
1: I, I sent you the backhanded compliment I got the other day about my old band not being that bad, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. <laughs> that, that was great.
0: Now, what I wanted to know about that, we're talking about compliments, right? Is there a time limit on compliments for when you can take them not – like you know how you say you usually like detract and throw stuff back and go, oh, no, that wasn't good. But that was a reflective compliment on him on something that happened 10 years ago. So, you've had time to like be okay with the fact that you're good. Like, if he'd just heard that and you'd just played it, would you have had the same reaction? Oh, no. Exactly. That was like, what's the time frame on this? I think, this? well,
1: clearly for me, 10 years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> 10 years. 10 years, you can look back and reflect and someone can compliment you on something. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
1: I think because it feels like a different, it almost feels like it was a different person that was, yeah, that made okay. it. It's yeah. like I can look at that as, oh, that was a, Objectively. Ver- a version of a person, but that's not this person. Ah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. yep, cool. Righto. So, one thing I did want to bring up is that I posted on social media the other day, and I've had a few people privately message me to say that they really like the idea. I've created a selfie sideways. So, oh, yes. the idea of the selfie sideways is for you, you might need two devices, guys, but it's to take a photo of yourself wherever you're listening to the show, but you don't have to take a photo of your own phone. If you're standing on top of a mountain on your bike or you're out for a walk and you're looking at the Hume weird, overflowing or whatever it is, if you just take a photo and then hashtag it with selfie sideways, I've basically going to be giving away, or Mel and I are, giving away a Green Street salad voucher in every episode. Look yeah. So-
0: Green Green Street is one of the owners, well, the owner of Green Street is Ty Seton. welcome to weight loss- who is part of Josh's journey that we've all got yeah. to witness.
1: And I've eaten and enjoyed a lot of Green Street salad in the last 12 months.
0: So share share love around yep. the Punchy Collective.
1: Yep. So yeah. take a picture where you're listening, selfie sideways on there so we can find it. And then, yeah, in the next episode, I'll announce our first winner of a Green Street voucher. Ooh. Righto. Thanks, Mel.
0: Laters.